One, two, three. What are we doing? <laughs> oh my god. I'm Jessica Kaufman and I'm Liz Schmidt and this is two girls one month a podcast about two best friends finally supporting some good habits each month we will add or subtract something in our lives for 30 days and then talk about how it goes all right so last month we cut out alcohol and um we tried to record yes and we had a really good idea though our idea was when we broke our alcohol fast we would do it while recording our first um, podcast. Like we'd open a drink on the podcast and then record. But turns out, especially if you're already a lightweight, that when you abstain from alcohol for 30 days, you're like an extra lightweight. So. And I was too lazy to like go to get alcohol. And I had like gin in my freezer that I had forgotten about. And gin is probably not the best thing to try to drink and then record with. Just saying. I don't even have an excuse like that. I was drinking a wine spritzer and I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got yeah. Drunk and then it was kind of incoherent. And I got real sad because I was like, what are we even doing? This is so stupid. No one's going to listen to us. Yeah. She gets Which so... might still be true, but. It, we're doing this for over. us, Liz. We're doing it for us. <laughs> You're yeah. right. Yeah. So, anyways, um, benefit is now we're coming back to it with extra experience um, and a game plan and no alcohol. Yay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we cut out yeah. alcohol um, for a month and it was quite the experience. Uh, yeah. It was um, interesting how, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was it was a good month, I guess. I mean, I'm not. It was hard, month, but yeah, uh, definitely not been drinking as much. No, it has absolutely. We're like, a, um, it's been a while now, so we're kind of like back into our normal routines. And my like, I wouldn't say the t- amount of times I drink has decreased, but how much I drink during those times. So I'm like one or two instead of like three or four, which for a lightweight yeah. is a big difference. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and I think it was like kind of an eye opener on like both of our parts about how much drinking is just a part of social life. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for me too, it was like it kind of gave me a lot of insight of like why I was drinking. It was very like most of my why was like very, very impulsive. It wasn't because I was like wanting to. It was like, just like I feel like this so I'm gonna do it and so I didn't have like I don't want to say I was like out of control because I wasn't I'm not like a partier nowadays <laughs> or anything but it like was just like a reaction to things and so I had a bunch of times where I was like it's kind of like when, I think I said this but like when you like don't have your phone and you like go to grab it and you're like oh man I do that a lot yeah yeah <laughs> so but yeah um. And for, yeah, same for me. Like, I just got into a habit of drinking at certain times or in certain places. And it just, it just didn't really dawn on me before that, like, drinking wasn't an option at that. Like, Mm -hmm. if I go to a bar, like, it's totally okay to be like, yeah, I'm not drinking tonight. 
Yeah, I definitely had that experience too with like at the lake. I'm like, for me, like oh, lake yeah. equals lake, some drink. Lake is associated with alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Has been for a very long time for us. Yeah, so I think it was kind of an eye opener for us is like why people drink and like how it's so socially normal that when you're not doing it, you have to replace that or just like with like like not do it. Yeah. So I did some digging into that question of why we drink and especially here in the United States, like why is it so ingrained in our culture? I mean, I'm also coming from like a Catholic background (laughs) loosely. So I have a lot of uh, pretty heavy wine drinkers in my (laughs) gene pool. Our family's (laughs) a little boozy. (laughs) I come from Um, the opposite though, like no alcohol in my house ever. Well, I I didn't grow up with, like, my mom didn't start really drinking in front of us until we could drive her home. Like, that was, and I think for her, she was like, oh, my God, I have a designated driver now? Yeah. Okay, I'm drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Always respected your mom's parenting style. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, But drinking at my dad's house was, like, I guess somewhat common. But it wasn't like people were, like, wasted all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I was looking into, like, when do we have the first record of people drinking and really like I mean animals eat fermented fruit there was like an article I read about monkeys like intentionally because you could say that animals aren't intentionally getting drunk off of fermented fruit but it was saying that these monkeys go and drink this palm wine it like naturally ferments Mm -hmm. in the plant and some like intentionally go and get like too drunk like they drink a bunch yeah and don't they repeat Um, it too like they come back to it yeah yeah like they I mean they know where it is it's a food source yeah um which I also thought was interesting they were saying that chimps and humans actually have a way to metabolize alcohol more than a lot of other animals Mm -hmm. do and so it might have been an adaptation so that we could like have more food sources yeah, um, or maybe, like, a safety thing because we were, like, accidentally eating fermented things. Yeah, or maybe, like, we if that's all there is to eat mm-hmm. and you can't metabolize that, then, like, you're mm-hmm. screwed, you know. Um, but then after that, so, like, it's been around forever. We don't really know when people started intentionally drinking mm-hmm. alcohol. Um, but it's been found in, like, really ancient Chinese vases for, like, forever ago. And was used in, like, religious ceremonies for a long time. And I think that kind of ties to, like, um, it making people feel like they're having some kind of spiritual experience because it's, like, mind-altering. Yeah. They say that's part of the thing, too, is it's, like, linked to, like, that's why artists drink a lot is because it opens that creative center more in your brain to an extent. There's, like, a once you go past past something, (laughs) um, which is probably why it gets abused or... um, But, yeah, so that's interesting, too, because I bet that's kind of, like, same concept for religion. Um, And there's definitely, like, so we don't really know how long the human-alcohol relationship goes, but it's been around for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And, obviously, there's some religions that have cut it out entirely because they don't think it's helping. Um, But then other religions, like Catholicism, you drink every time you go to church, you know? (laughs) They're like, we're not allowed to do a lot of things, so we're going to keep this. (laughs) Um, And as long as there's been alcohol, it has been shown that there's a genetic component to, like, being predisposed to alcoholism um, or to addiction in general. Mm -hmm. 
but that has kind of like the way that we view people who drink what we would say is too much mm-hmm. um, has kind of changed over time. So like we used to kind of believe like that's your own problem. You need mm-hmm. to have the self-control to not be drinking so much. And obviously like a lot of people still think of it that way. Yeah. Um, but during, so like before prohibition in the United States, people were drinking like a ton of alcohol because it was like, really low percentage beer and it was cleaner than water like the vikings did like the vikings (laughs) yeah um i mean i'm sure like a lot of places did that yeah have a whole lot of ways of clean water and actually out of prohibition that's how we got public water fountains in the united states which is like thanks um they're like less (laughs) (laughs) so the development of grain alcohol so it was like higher content alcohol and people were getting like way drunker way faster Mm -hmm. and um and saloons were opening up that just would like you know men would go out after work get Mm -hmm. drunk have spend all their money gamble like hang out with prostitutes it's like you know if you've seen mad men you know (laughs) that's actually after never mind bad timeline (laughs) (laughs) um but mad men drink a lot too um (laughs) So then, uh, so wives started to be like, this is ruining our families. Yeah. Like we are being torn apart by this epidemic. Mm -hmm. And so they were trying to be like, this isn't like an individual problem. We can't get every man who's like falling victim to these saloons to just stop doing that. We want the government to step in. Yeah. I think it's kind of interesting because it's kind of similar to like the opioid crisis. Yeah. Where like now that whole communities like have nobody to like work jobs because people are like addicted to opiates and it was like a problem of over prescribing yeah so it's the same kind of thing where it's like if we got rid of these saloons if doctors weren't prescribing this so much then maybe this would help solve the problem to some degree well it's interesting too because it goes into like humans like it seems as if when it like given the opportunity the self-regulation which of course it's like a chemical substance so that has something to do with it but like there is an extent to like self-regulation where you're like all right we gotta step in here um yeah it's and it's a hard balance Mm -hmm. you know so then prohibition happens so it's like full government like restriction on alcohol Mm -hmm. nobody can drink yeah but people are still drinking you know like it's just illegal now and they weren't trying to prosecute like individual people but they weren't really able to like enforce prohibition that well and really it just like it made it so that like mobs could have more power you know yeah like a lot more crime but (laughs) weird it's like that's uh, a pattern when you take things away Hmm. yeah it seems to be um (laughs) and really yeah it just makes it so that people are doing something in a criminal way which is more dangerous than if they were doing it legally but it's a tricky balance it is and it's like one of those situational things too like there's so many things that can be indicative of like how someone got in that scenario from like socioeconomics to like medical stuff to availability to regulation so it's like what do you regulate and what works right and I still I don't think we know still no so like now we like you know prohibition ended and I think everybody was kind of on board for it ending and that's never gonna happen again Mm -hmm. um 
but like laws about alcohol change. I mean, they're different in every state in every county has their own laws. And one of the big things that the government did was that they wanted to stop the saloon. So they split distribution and production. So Uh you can't have like a place that makes, except for like breweries, which is like this little exception to the rule that Mm -hmm. kind of breaks that rule. But anyway, um, because they were like, if we get rid of these like crime ridden places and make it more regulated on the distribution and production side, then maybe people will be drinking, you know, engaging in less like criminal activity. Yeah, like in a more regulated way. Yeah. Um, so we have like, you know, no sales after certain times or on certain days. Um, yeah. Or like you can't be wasted in public or you can't drive drunk. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the majority of people would be, like, yeah, it's good that we have those laws. In place. Yeah. Unless, right? like, like, I feel like the only people that are not, um, like, supportive most of the things are, like, people that want to break those laws. <laughs> well, and I think, like, I, I don't know. I have met some people who have been burned by that system where, like, oh, they yeah. were sitting in their car, but it was on, but they weren't driving, and they were drunk, and then they got a DUI. And it's, like, the effects of that don't really it's not a treatment, you know, like mm-hmm. if you have a problem with drinking or if it, it's not going to solve the issue just by like penalizing you, by like making you pay a bunch of money or yeah. go to jail. And I it's think that's like... more like a problem with like probably like the system in like prisons and jails and I mean, I don't know, you know, the other words yes. that mean that stuff. Yeah, well, and, and I was looking into like the effectiveness of alcohol treatments and there's still not really any like the relapse rates are so high yeah even if you've gone to treatment and even if you've been sober for years like it still could creep up on you at any moment and I think the stigma around like relapse and like the punishment yeah things like that is like ends up doing more harm than good you know yeah and it's definitely very controversial but I think like that kind of comes down to the like drinking for the right reasons type thing because it's something that can be a slippery slope yeah Um, well and I was also one of the things they were saying is that the vast majority of people who are diagnosed with substance use disorder have an underlying mental health issue yeah which I think a lot of people, even if you haven't been like myself, I like I would drink because social situations made me anxious. Mm-hmm. And if I drink, I can feel like a little less anxious or yeah. I'm feeling kind of down and life sucks right now. But if I just drink a little bit, maybe I'll feel good for it. I second, can flood you know? my receptors with chemicals, but deplete them later. That's how it yes. works. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you definitely know that's true for me, too. Like, when I was younger, I was, like, so shy that I would just, like, wear black hoodies to school because I would sweat through my shirts. You had this problem, This is something too. we bonded yeah. over. And I still remember, like, the first day of high school, like, I was wearing my hoodie because I just knew I was going to sweat. And they had the freaking heat on still, but I couldn't take <laughs> I was so socially anxious that I just sweat through it. You know, that was so miserable. But, like, when I got older and tried alcohol, I was like, you know, for the first time, you, like, open up this box of being yourself. Or not really yourself. I disagree with that. But, um, 
you know, like it. You feel less inhibited. Yes, that's what it does. It turns off all of your inhibitory (laughs) skills, abilities. Um, But yeah, so that was definitely a reason for me too. And then it just became a social norm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it is hard to find like places that you can hang out without drinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so hard. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of the a very brief little window into history and yeah. why I think that people drink the way that they yeah. do. Um, but I want to know more about the health stuff. So it's like always been a social norm basically. And it's been tried, like we've tried to regulate it different ways, but no matter what, it's always been a social norm. So I think beyond religious things, like if you take religion out of it and morals, morals would be a whole podcast in itself. But I think it comes down to, like, a lot of, like, the is drinking good for me or safe for me? Or, like, what does, like, why do I, I drink? I do think that, like, I feel like there has been a little bit of a shift in that. That, like, people at least, I think that people are trying to be more health conscious just in general. And, mm-hmm. like, studies have pretty much shown that alcohol is pretty bad for you. So I think there are yes. people who are like, I don't think that I want to drink anymore, but I don't know, like, if I can really do that. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think that goes back to it being a social norm, too. Like, it's really hard, as we discovered during our month. One of our biggest things in our month is just, like, when you don't drink, like, you don't do a lot of things. I don't know. I did a lot of things. She went out still, but it's, like... I was designated I like, driver, like, a lot. And I was yeah, like, I'm not even so worried fun. about getting pulled over because I yeah. haven't even had, like, a single beer. Yeah. I like, like, I don't know. I think the best thing about it, which maybe we're switching to our experience now, was, like, I never woke up and was like, man, I really wish I could have drank with people last night. Or I really wish I would have gave in to that urge of wanting a beer. Like, I never regretted not drinking. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you can definitely regret doing it, but it's harder to regret not doing yeah. it. And I feel like I went out and had a good time. And then when I woke up, I was like, oh, man, I'm so glad I didn't drink last night. Yeah. Like, I feel like so there's... much better than I would have if I was out that late drinking. I feel like there's, a, like, this huge, like, be- just realizing that you're not going to feel like crap. Like, it's not going to happen ever. Even since we stopped, like, I had one night, I had two drinks, I and I woke up the next day, and, like, I just had this, it wasn't even a hangover, but it just, like, wasn't my best, you know? And I was like, man, that wasn't even worth it. Like, the mild amount of relaxation that it provided, like, I would rather have energy. Yeah. But I definitely have had a couple, well, we can get into it later. Yeah. But I think, okay, so the one thing I saw that was really um, interesting is that most of the research on, like, alcohol's potential health benefits because that's what everyone always says like well alcohol's good for you like in moderation yeah but no one ever drinks in moderation that like actually is like standing up for alcohol (laughs) and i was reading so also like the studies are done and it says drinking in moderation is good but also those people could just be kind of moderate people Mm -hmm. so they're like eating things in moderation they're living like and they're not coping using alcohol because they're just like drinking occasionally like that their whole lifestyle might be the reason that they're healthier. It's not just because they had 
one drink a night. Yeah. You know, like. Well, well, the interesting thing, too, is so, like, most of the alcohol, the research on alcohol's health benefits are long term epidemiological. Cool. (laughs) Epidemiological (laughs) studies. They're like the long term, like, epidemic studies, right? So they don't like they never say like x causes y but they say like oh these ones seem to be related there's a correlation yes so there's a correlation so they say that like moderate drinkers have lower rates of this but they never look at does drinking cause this benefit right it's just a correlation yeah so it like doesn't actually prove anything so it could be anything else in their yeah. lifestyles also yeah. contributing to And that goes, health. yes. And if they're moderate people anyways, like not the people that are like excessively drinking that probably have a tendency to do that with other things. Right, right. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. So what did it say on the other side of things? What do you mean? Like as far as cons or? Yeah. The list is, the... it sounds like one of those like side effect commercials. I was reading about it. And basically, it goes into each section of the body and has, like, a list of, like, five to ten negative things. Um, With moderation, it mainly affects the brain and liver. So, like, the main thing, if you drink moderately, you're obviously going to get, like, um, poor inhibition, altered judgment. Uh, It messes with sleep a lot, which is probably something you've noticed if you've ever drank. Like, you can't sleep very well. Um, poor coordination, bad judgment, and then alcoholism, even in moderation, like you get that chemical dependency. Um, And then the other thing is like it exasperates if you already have any type of like mental condition because it just messes with your brain chemicals because you're putting a poison in your body. So I think that one was most interesting and probably most prevalent for anyone that's not like a heavy alcoholic. But once you go into like heavy alcoholism, then basically just anything you can think of, it causes like cancer, damaged intestines, um, like hormone disruption, fatty liver, boss, loss of bone density, increased rate for stroke. So just like all the like anything and everything. <laughs> yeah. And I so. thought it was just interesting, like the things that it like keeps your, like you were saying with the sleep, there was like you know, it, it just like messes with your hormones. Yeah. And then that messes with everything else. So like your yes. body just isn't functioning correctly. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because there's a lot of things just like alcohol, but like stress and stuff. That's the same reason stress is bad for you because it throws off your hormones. And um, so it's just like, but in moderation, stress is good because it like creates things. But I, so I think going back to like all things in moderation, um, and but then, what if alcohol helps me reduce stress? But it, so you like... have to put, like, the why behind <laughs> it, though. Because if you're using that as, like, a coping mechanism, you should probably find a better coping mechanism, you know? Yeah, sure, but, like, it works because... But does it work, like, <laughs> temporarily? Or, like, oh, yeah, do you feel sure. better off, like, the next day? You're like, well, I'm glad I drank last night because my ability to cope with stress is much, much better today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it like solves all the, problems. <laughs> all the problems I had before I was drinking I drink all night stay totally calm and in the morning I feel great yeah that I've never had early, a mental right? breakdown when I drink because of stress <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have seen so many like I mean I have had so many but like I have you can see that happening at bars like when you're out oh, yeah. you see somebody get like, like too drunk and then mm-hmm. like you just see the like 
Oh God, <laughs> she's about to. She just dropped her purse on the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh God, this is it. And then she's just like screaming about nothing. Or the sh- thing she, but like it can totally. It, dudes like do crazy oh, stuff drunk too. There's no. They turn more like aggressive. Way. Like I feel like women get sad and men get <laughs> aggressive. I don't women know, can get a, pretty aggressive. Uh, I guess that's true, maybe. <laughs> and men can get pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is funny, too, because there's, like, that sweet zone of, like, you're like, I'm having fun. I'm doing this because I deserve it. And next thing you know, it's, like, all of the stuff you've been trying to, like, smother and numb with alcohol comes up. And it's just, yeah. like, a night and day switch. <laughs> you're like, Jessica's not here anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. So... I think it's definitely a thing. It's a going behind it with intention. Like, if you want to do it, do it because you actually enjoy it. Not because right. you're stressed. Not because it's a habit. Not I mean, because it is you like, don't... Yeah. I mean, it's releasing endorphins. Yeah. So, like, it's going to feel good. Yeah. But... We think we deserve it, but, like, we're not actually providing ourselves, like, a higher quality of life. Like, right. I feel like you can still drink. But I feel like you should drink not because you're coping or it's a habit. Like, I feel like that's a lot of why we do it. Yeah. And then we get mad at ourselves because it causes I mean, it's us. An, it's an easy way to feel good. Yeah. Just like any drug. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So- well, I think the one thing, too, with drinking is, like, it, we do, like, I feel the reason, because most people, deep down inside, I feel like, like, when they drink. Oh, you know most people? Most people I've encountered, they're, when they drink, like, they always have some type of, like, internal struggle with it and I've decided I think that's because like when you drink you tend to say no to like other things you want to do so you set goals and you drink and then you don't feel good so you end up like sacrificing something and there is this thing where like if you want to like live a healthy goal oriented life and I'm speaking as a health coach here so this is just my like perspective of this is like you end up if you drink you it makes you more likely to say no to some of your things so that might be something that in order to reach the goals you have you might have to say no to drinking sometimes and that's okay um but then you get this like internal battle of like I want to fit in with social norms or maybe you're trying to make friends or maybe you're trying to date dating's hard better though sober <laughs> yeah no, like, well that's what everyone does they're like yeah I actually do the thing well where I, I like... think that I mean drinking like kind of it, it may be half of it is psychological that you Mm -hmm. think if I take if I drink then I can be like less inhibited Mm -hmm. and feel like if I do or say anything that I regret tomorrow I can be like well I was drinking yeah that's why I told that man I just met that I loved him I've Uh, never done that so (laughs) I know people yeah I did go on a coffee date one time this was actually with Kevin and that one just made me like sweat (laughs) oh yeah coffees and then you're like oh, excuse me I need to use the bathroom we talked for like four <laughs> hours because we had like three cups of coffee yeah that's a lot choose oh. your liquid wisely yeah but I also think in the reverse of that drinking makes you say yes to things you wouldn't say yeah well, yes to always I, I always gave unsolicited dating advice to people doing online dating and I'd always say coffee first and like drinking later because I've like met so many women that they go, like, just to, like, go for a drink because, you know, you never want to commit to dinner before, like, if you, like, haven't gone on a full date. Or this is, this is, was my, like, um, formula for, like, dating. Yeah. And so I used to be like, all right, you go for a drink and then that's fine. But then I realized that's not a good idea because a guy would, like, hit on you or something like that because they'd get drunk or something. And, like, other, I talked well, to other girls. 
Yeah, well, obviously. But, like, that's, like, not the goal. The goal is to, like, do I like you enough to spend more time with you? It's, um, but maybe for some men, it's also, like, that's also not the best first thing because maybe that is their goal. So I always told them to offer coffee in the afternoon instead. And I had so many women tell me that they did that. And it, like, made or break. Like, they, the guy either was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And, like, it was way better. Or they said no. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's, like, you're in – I mean, people are online dating for all sorts of reasons. Yeah. If you just want to meet people at nighttime. Yeah. You're like hoping, you know. But I also think like sex after a coffee date's totally possible. <laughs> so I don't know why they turn that down. It would be an in interesting scenario, wouldn't it? <laughs> want to come back to I'm my gonna place? I'm going to get a blueberry bagel, then I think we should take it back to my place. <laughs> like the blueberry bagel back to your place. Uh, yeah. I like to eat in bed. Um, Does it have the crumbles? If it has the crumbles, maybe I'll come. Uh, I'll come for crumbs. <laughs> Inappropriate, Liz. All right, all right. Um, okay, so I just want to get back here for a second. Yeah, sorry. Um, I wanted to hear you talk about more, like, um, like the vitamins that it depletes and kind of, like, what exactly it does to your body. So you get the good stuff. You're like, endorphins, <clears throat> whoop, whoop. Yeah. But then what is it doing inside your body kind of more specifically for people who like uh names of vitamins and body parts well (laughs) first you put it in your mouth oh i've been Um, doing this wrong well so i think the first thing like to say is um we actually don't like we can't metabolize alcohol so our body's main thing is like it just as soon as it gets we start to absorb it into our bloodstream and our stomach and um the path so the reason it even takes up nutrients which i don't even really want to go into the actual nutrient names it's like niacin a lot of b vitamins um and the reason it takes up vitamins is because there's three different pathways and they are responsible there's like one that is for like moderate amounts of alcohol so like one to three drinks and then there's another one that kicks in when the alcohol levels are getting higher. Mm-hmm. And so we can't, like, get it out of our system fast enough. And each one of these things is a pathway. And a pathway is basically an enzyme that's responsible for, like, transporting, moving, or breaking down things. And so these enzymes are created from things which are, like, nutrients, stuff like that. And then also our body just turns off digestion in a way because it, it stops digesting because its main priority is to like just get the alcohol out so when that happens it's basically in your blood that's when you start to get drunk and then your liver breaks down like 80 to 90 percent with the help of those enzymes um and the way we get it out is either through water or actually um, carbon dioxide so like breathing nice that's interesting right i love when people breathe alcohol yeah but have you ever done that like you're like that's why like alcohol breath the next day or like, and you know, you like can't get rid of it. It's because it breaks you're... it down into carbon dioxide, and like also, your kidneys filter it too, so that fluid um, makes like the waste and sweat and urine. So you're just like, that's literally the alcohol like trying to get out of your body. But it's, it's funny too because if like if you get really high levels of alcohol, it actually like slows down your breathing, which that's not good if you're like that's part of the way you know. Um, but then once we're drinking, obviously, 
you know, when your like mood starts to change and your coordination does and like your movements and all that stuff, that's because that's when it's like affecting your nervous system. Um, but yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah. But so you're breathing out, but yeah, so all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah. Is that answer your question or no, but it does deplete your nutrients. So like I, if I ever drink, I take like a B complex. Yeah. This is what I wanted. Okay. Um, I didn't really want you to tell me what it does to my body. I wanted you to tell me how to fix it. The okay. Next day. So hangovers. The reason you have hangovers is because all this terrible stuff that's happening in your body. So you just like dehydrated and depleted yourself. Um, and you like gave your nervous system a workout. And so, and then you gave your liver and your kidneys a workout, right? So first yes. thing I do, you that's a lot of electrolytes lost. That's a lot of B vitamins depleted. And then your liver and kidneys worked really hard. So... I eat a banana for, and then I have sports electrolytes I'll take, but just getting like electrolytes, so like potassium, magnesium, um, chloride, sodium, um, and then hydration, and then taking things that actually support your liver function and your kidney functions. So I really like NAC and milk thistle, and those will help. Yeah, milk thistle is really good for your liver. So I actually just take that regularly because it helps your liver because you're toxins. always strong because my body is a temple is remember mine's a temple and yours is wait i feel like it's nicer when you say it she originally said oh, a yeah. statement i'm not mean say it and then i can be insulted <laughs> yeah my body's a temple body's and hers a temple. is a tent yeah held up by gas station taquitos <laughs> yeah. she said that first not me we have very different lifestyles all right <laughs> <laughs> but she gets more exercise I have than me. Fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't have fun or friends. You don't. I have one friend. Her name is Liz. I have fun. I don't have friends. But yeah, so hangovers, right? So the way you get your body back to balance is basically restoring what you depleted. Yeah, get it back and to then, balance. Baby. And then you're like giving your liver and kidneys a little extra support the next couple yeah. days because you did yeah. that to them. Because think about if you did that all the time, that's going to, your body's not going to be like, woo. But basically, if you drink faster than those pathways work, that's when you start to get drunk. Yeah. So historically, I have had very bad hangovers since the age of 25, maybe, um, where I thought that I had food poisoning. Like I just, you know, you throw up, that's normal hangover, but do you like also shit on the toilet or maybe once the floor um while throwing up while throwing up yeah in front of your boyfriend (laughs) yeah like it like everything was being rejected from my body and it happens Mm -hmm. all day long like I have nothing left in my system and it's still happening I haven't had anything like that in a really long time because I'm like I don't want it so I try to make sure that I'm not gonna do that to myself But I was reading up on hangovers because I was like, maybe there is something. So they were saying the stuff I was reading was also that like the byproduct of alcohol metabolism. So like as it's being including like uh, formaldehyde, like it's like crazy (laughs) shit, like irritate your stomach. So that's part of the reason that you're throwing up. You're also throwing up because you're dehydrated because your antidiuretic Mm -hmm. hormone is all. Yeah. Well, alcohol is a diuretic. So it like suppresses that. Yeah. Right. So then. 
yeah, that's why you're peeing all the time too mm-hmm. when you're actually drunk. But in the next day, you're like depleted of all of your water because yeah, you don't actually have that water to give out. But your body, yeah, it. yeah. So I'm, but then I also was reading about that the darker the alcohol because I feel like people have all sorts of myths and stories about like the different drunks that they feel on certain alcohols. And I don't necessarily believe those things. I think that the majority of that is psychological. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe it's still happening, but I think that most of that's just in your head. No offense. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) also in darker alcohols, there's congeners. It's Uh like that develops during fermentation and it like can cause a worse hangover. So drink clear alcohol yeah the moral of this whole podcast (laughs) is tequila and vodka all the time you know (laughs) most people actually like the gold tequila better i found out well that probably doesn't have that many congeners in it because it's not that dark do you know that other whiskey did you what were you do you want finish yours and i'll tell you something else about hangovers i think that's it but i do want to say that i have one of those like aversions to whiskey because of that one time at my dad's house when we took little samples of every liquor in his cabinet. I wouldn't even call that whiskey. It was just there was whiskey in there. Right, right, right. There was whiskey in there along with like blueberry liqueur. I remember whatever else we drank and we sipped at it until we threw up and (laughs) now I can't drink whiskey ever again. So, the best thing about this story is, like, I still very specifically remember the taste of this. And it was a long time ago. (laughs) But we thought we were so smart. Which we were, like, it was, in theory. stupid. In theory. In theory, it was smart. We didn't want them to know. Yeah. But her dad had a ton of alcohol. But it was, like, leftover from, like, obviously, like, Christmas parties and things right. like that. Nobody's so drinking there's, the blueberry there's, liqueur. There's, like, schnapps and liqueurs and tequila and whiskey and, like, lemon vodka. And, like, and we were just like, oh, if we take a little bit of everything and fill up a whole water bottle. We filled up a whole water bottle. So and we just had that for a while. And that was, like, our thing. Yeah, I feel like it's ridiculous to me that we got sick off of that. And and then we were like, yeah, we'll save this for a couple more months and keep sipping on it. <laughs> yeah, we can... Well, I think the funny part is like, I think we basically just had to take like one drink of it. <laughs> yeah, and then we threw up and we were like, we must be drunk. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure we were. I think that maybe we, we should have been working through our issues and counseling instead. But we got our issues teenagers. out of the way early on. Yep. That's what therapy's for now. <laughs> <laughs> to go and tell your therapist about all the time. I haven't even therapy. told my therapist about that yet. It's probably not that important, honestly. No, no. I did a month without alcohol and that was fine. So, <laughs> non issue. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm meditating this month. I don't even know if I need you. Um, no, the, okay, so I think the interesting thing, because like you're hangovers are most literally the worst hangovers I have ever seen in my life. Thank you for validating you get them. experience. Yeah. I get terrible hangovers too, but mine are like in the, in like headache form. Yeah. Like I just get yeah. like, like I'm like, and I puke, but like after the puke goes, the headache just never goes away. But so <laughs> did you know that drinking causes your blood vessels, blood vessels, vessels. To like, <laughs> vessels 
they like get they uh, narrow and restrict the flow of blood uh-huh. and oxygen to your brain, which makes it swell. That makes sense. Yeah. So like you know, like when you feel like, have you ever woken up and feel like the night before you had a swollen brain, or you or still you can, do? You can feel like the blood actually pumping through your <laughs> yes. veins because it's like forcing its way yeah. through to yes. your brain. Yes, and yeah. you're just like the worst pain ever. Yeah, yeah, that and then alcohol just in general causes inflammation throughout like the whole body. So That's why I wake up <laughs> looking like the Michelin man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That'd be terrible if you had a one night. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking, and I, I was thinking that would be awesome. If I, had yeah, it would, I would, you would just have to. He Good wakes morning. up and you just be like, boom, <laughs> or she. Oh, uh, that would be funny. Oh uh, man. But yeah, okay, so I think we should, we kind of, just some fun things that we learned while we were doing this, um, but I kind of, let's talk a little bit, let's do like the hardest part, and then the best thing you got from it, and then where we're at now. Okay, the hardest part, um, the hardest part, so I really did enjoy going out with people when I was drinking, or when I wasn't drinking. Um, but there was definitely like a point in the night where like I was getting tired and everyone was getting too drunk and I would just like kind of hit a wall and be like, I got to go. And that part was hard. It also was hard. I think I had gotten into a routine of just like having a beer after work and then I switched to seltzer in the month, just regular seltzer, not the hard seltzer. <laughs> um, and that, like, it was totally just out of habit. Like, I just mm-hmm. wanted a cold, fizzy beverage. And as soon as I switched to seltzer, now that's, like, what I want after work. Mm-hmm. So, like, it doesn't. Yeah. But that was hard at first to not just, like, drink a beer yeah. after work. I think yeah. my hardest part was, like, it wasn't even being around it because I wasn't around a lot because Kevin did it with me and you were doing it. So I had like support, but I had like these times where like, I don't have a lot of like fun per se because I work a lot and I'm <laughs> doing a lot of things. And so for me, it was kind of like having a couple drinks with my like unwind. And so I realized like, I use the analogy of like, when you like lose your phone and you reach for it and you don't have it. And then you realize how many times you reach for it. Yeah. Like I had do that. Yeah, I had that a lot. And so, like, I was like, I want alcohol. Like, I kept having dreams that I was drinking alcohol. And then I was like, oh, no, I've ruined the 30 days. <laughs> um, and so I was just, like, working through the impulses that I didn't even know I had. Because previously when I drank, I would just, like, have a couple. And it wasn't even a lot. Like, I'm talking, like, once a week. But right. I was just, like, way more aware of, like, how it wasn't something I was doing just because I wanted to. Uh, yeah. So that was interesting. All right, and then... Did you notice any, like, definite changes in yourself? Like, good changes in the month? I mentally felt better. Yeah. Um, My goals were a lot easier to stick to as far as, like, nutrition and working out. Um, I had this weird thing where I was, like, stressed about something, and I was like, man, I really... Like, that'd be terrible if I, like, broke down, and then I realized, like, I'm probably not going to break down because, like, usually that happens once I have, like, a beer. Like, and I, so I had to cope with my stress, like the healthy way instead. Yeah. You definitely, nice. you definitely, uh, 
texted me the day before our month was up and asked if we could break it because he wanted a drink so bad. Yeah, and it felt good to not do that. You're welcome. (laughs) But I would say the best feeling was, like, kind of honestly afterwards. Like, now I really don't, like, have that impulse as much. Or when I have, like, I'm a lot more aware of it. And, like, I don't have the urge to drink past, like, one usually because I really enjoy the way my body feels. And then, like... I think I've had more than one, one time, and it's been about probably 30 days, right, since we started drinking again. Yeah, I guess so. And, uh, and it was, like, very intentional, and that's kind of nice to, like, have, it feels like I kind of, like, have my power back, and, like, it's less of, like, a thing, like, I don't need it. Um, yeah. It's nice. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I definitely, um... I mean, I think that I felt like the nights that I would go out, but then wake up the next morning almost expecting, and I would feel tired because I was out late, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel hungover. And it was like, oh yeah, that's really nice that I don't feel hungover. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like a lot of not healthy replacement behaviors. Like I started using heavier drugs. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was like, you didn't tell me this. <laughs> um, I like would, so I would go out, but I would be like, I'm going to drink soda instead of alcohol because mm. that's kind of a treat for me. And then I would also smoke like a ton of cigarettes, which yeah. I do normally, but I would smoke more because I wasn't like drinking, I guess. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was the same amount. But then I would kind of have like a cigarette hangover sometimes the next day. Right. But it wasn't nearly <laughs> as bad. Yeah, that was the hangover hangover. And Isn't that? Oh, that's go ahead. In- I'd say that's interesting. Like the difference. I'm like, got to the point before we did this challenge, where like my drinking was very like uh, controlled. It was still kind of impulsive when I did it, but I didn't like binge drink um, very often. But before that, I used to binge drink whenever I drank. Which yeah. was, like, bad. Like, I didn't have the no zone. And when I did that, I would smoke cigarettes. And I'm not, like, a normal smoker anymore. I smoked before I had my son. Um, but then I quit. And then, so the only time <laughs> is when I would drink into this binge, like, until the point of being, like, drunk, drunk. And then you wake. And cigarette hangovers are, like, yeah. Well, cigarette hangover on top of an alcohol hangover is, yeah. Like- that blows. This was like the first time that I had had a cigarette hangover and been like, oh, yeah, that must be just from cigarettes because I didn't drink any alcohol. So <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I go only about it's mainly in the mouth. It's like a little but also just like a, a mild headache. I think also maybe yeah. drinking like more more soda than I'm normally yeah. drinking was also part of it. And mm-hmm. maybe just like being around a bunch of drunk people all night and then being like, yeah, I have a headache. Yeah. now. I did. I think the, like, waking up without hangovers was super enjoyable. Because even if you have, like, a couple, you still get that, like, underlying, like. So, I. You know what's terrible? I hate the fact that they were right about when you get older, like, hangovers just happen no matter what you do. Like, that is the most true thing. And I, like, it's, like, it's almost, like, right when you turn 25. That's what it felt like for me. That's when I started shitting my brains out the next morning. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it's seriously, our bodies are getting older. Mm -hmm. Except that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think also, so since stopping the no alcohol, so since adding alcohol back in, um, I haven't nearly been drinking like as much 
like the habit mm-hmm. of drinking after work hasn't come back. The other day I did. Yeah. I did do that two days in a row where I had a drink after work and I like consciously mm-hmm. was like, you don't want to start doing that again. You should put some seltzers in the fridge so that you like have that thing that you're craving, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that that like, it just made me more aware. And I, yeah. I did go out the other week. Was that last weekend? Maybe. And I did get pretty drunk and it was pretty intentional. And I do think there's something about maybe it's something I just need to investigate in myself. But there is something kind of nice about once in a while, like really just like letting you go. I drink a lot of water too because I was really trying to avoid the hangover. Yeah. It didn't didn't work. Um, (laughs) But it wasn't as terrible as it would have been if I didn't drink any water, you know? Yeah. Um, But I I knew I didn't have work the next day. So I was like, I can just be hungover and it'll be okay. Yeah. Um, And I didn't throw up or anything. I just had a headache, but I did drink like more than I normally would. And I had a really great Mm -hmm. time, even though it was like, you know, see, I haven't even tried that yet. Like I haven't tried like the having more than two drinks thing yet. Yeah. And I think I, I I honestly don't think I would ever go to a place where I'd be like, especially after this, because I think the biggest thing is like how much awareness it brings to it, you know, instead of because I feel like a lot of us when we do it, we just kind of like. I don't know. Like, we don't go into it like, I'm going to have three drinks. Yeah, I do think that that would be a suggestion. So, I guess, do you have any, like, tips for anybody if they were trying to, like, cut back? Cut back? Um, I think maybe just, like, going into it with intention, don't you think? Like, do I want to drink right now? Or, like, even planning when you're going to drink. Like, so... I'm going to go out on Saturday. I think I'll enjoy a few drinks. But besides that, I don't really need it. Have Um, some fun, per se. (laughs) (laughs) What's this fun you speak of? It sounds so... I mean, like, I do think it's good to plan ahead. But I do, like, I also kind of like the spontaneity of life. Yeah. And But I do think you can... I mean, when you're walking into a bar, even if that wasn't planned, you can be like, I'm only going to have this many drinks. And if you have a buddy, be like, I'm only going to have this many drinks. Hopefully it's mm-hmm. not a buddy who's always like shots, shots, shots. Yeah. But you know, like Can you imagine taking shots anymore? I've I would die. Shots like oh, last no. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, gosh. It was a very small shot. It was basically like half a shot that somebody else didn't want to finish. Mm. So, you know. I I didn't want it to go to waste. No. Um Yeah, so I think that that would help like saying well, I've done that since I've said yeah. like I'm only gonna have two beers yeah and then that's it. and then I I think maybe if you like have a habit of it like finding something else like I think the thing that we both really enjoyed is like finding other beverages that we liked that's true yeah like that was huge it was just like I just like wanted something else like I didn't want to drink soda or anything but just like like the act of like real relaxing or like taking a moment mm-hmm. like that kind of a huge thing that alcohol represents so like finding a way to do that that's not alcohol is cool like too. cigarettes <laughs> no <laughs> like my kombucha mocktail I made because okay. I'm extra <laughs> I did do that I have something really gross to tell you about my kombucha but I don't think you want to hear it well you have to tell me now so I so I hadn't fed my mother in a while and I was like, she's taking care of her mother, and she's very neglectful. I just keep her in a dark, 
fridge. covered with oh, a thin yeah. cloth. Um, and I pulled it out to feed it, and uh, fruit flies had gotten in. No. And it was just like filled with fruit flies. That's terrifying. <laughs> so gross. And you know what's even grosser? Mm, don't tell me there's worms. Oh, no, I was just going to say that I just basically cleaned no, the fruit. No, you didn't, Liz. <laughs> I poured what out What's wrong with you? You have the worst food safety. I I mean, it's not like what fruit flies are not that bad. No, but what about and their like, larva so that's in your intestines now? No, we totally digest fruit fly larva. Are you kidding me? That it's just like extra protein. You're fine. You digest anyway. it. I don't put it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you eat bugs. Everybody eats bugs and they need to get over it. We're all eating bugs. We don't... It's the new protein source. We don't need meat anymore. It takes up too much water. We're all eating crickets in the future. Oh, yeah. We're Let's doing one of our months is no plant and no plant or no animal products. I keep saying no plant, which would be awful. <laughs> no plant products. That would be so gross. We're only <laughs> eating meat and cheese. Ugh. It's like um, the Atkins You. Or keto, I guess. Um, but we're doing no animal products. So is crickets an animal product? Yeah, crickets okay. count. Vegans wouldn't eat crickets. Most likely. <laughs> really can't speak I guess for them depends. all. Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So that would be our oh. tips. Um, I, also, I also found in hindsight, and then I was like, dang it, I wish I found this earlier. There's actually an app that will help you track your drinking and it like you can set goals for decreasing oh, cool. your drinking it's just called drink aware app really <laughs> cleverly named. Really, really. Um, <laughs> yeah so you can look that up in the app store yeah she'll link it or not link it but put the name of it in the notes too yeah i will she will not me <laughs> you have homework um but yeah and so this month what we've been doing which we won't talk about much but we've done um which of you have any, like, want to share your experiences? Anything like that? What am I saying here, Liz? Yeah, I'm not sure. If you want to share any of your experiences. With cutting out alcohol or oh, okay. wanting to. Yeah. Do it. I think that we would love to hear from you. Yes. Because we only, we're only two perspectives. So it's different yeah. for everyone. And if you're drunk while listening to this podcast, I'd love to know your perspective on it because people think that when you're drunk, you're more honest. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why yeah. our last one went terrible. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, I was being really honest with myself. <laughs> you, very self-defeating. <laughs> I'll see if I can find a good clip yeah. in here. Of just me, like, just, spiraling can you just clip control. in right now? No one's going to listen to this. It was pretty bad though. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. We're, no. Anyways, so <laughs> this month we're doing meditation, so we're going to talk about that. So if you have any questions you want us to answer about meditation in the next podcast, mm-hmm. send them to our Instagram. DM us. DM us. You can slide in our DMs. Um, and then our future schedule is going to be posted in there too. So if you want to join along with any of our topics, we're going to be like posting kind of on our um, Instagram as we do stuff and kind of like some of our experiences and information and things like that. 
Yay! Woo! Well, thanks for listening if you made it this far. Yes, and we're excited to... <laughs> yeah, we are. We're excited. We're excited. We're, Let's leave we're it at that. To, we're excited to embrace the silence this month with meditation. Yes, and we're excited that we're finally using our powers for good and not evil over each other. I don't know if it was ever evil. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. We always like afterwards. We're like, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Yeah, so. but. We got we got some pretty good stories out of it. Yeah, we have and that's so many good stories. And if you guys keep listening, maybe sometimes we'll share these terrible stories. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> maybe yeah. We gotta. All pr- right. All right. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. get a drink are you really don't do it there i told you i could do it and you ain't seen nothing yet